Good morning. So it was really hard this time to, uh, I got the verse that God wanted me to speak about and was kind of thinking through everything. And, you know, usually when God says, go talk about that, it's something that you've conquered. So you can say, yeah, I've been there. I've done that. You guys can totally do this. But this one was a little bit different because it was Matthew 6.25. And in the NIV, it's do not worry. And in the Amplified, I love this, it says the cure for anxiety. Does anybody suffer with anxiety? Yeah. So anyway, so when I was talking to the Lord about speaking about this, I said, well, what do you want me to tell them? I'm kind of in the middle of a big transition, and I've been dealing with worry and fear and anxiety of crossing over to this next place. And he said, just tell them what you're going through. So that's what I'm going to do today. So worry and anxiety are a symptom of fear. So if you've ever had worry or an anxiety, it's simply a symptom of fear. You have, you have had a fear, and then the anxiety comes, depression comes, hopelessness comes. They're all symptoms of fear. So whenever you're dealing with stuff like that, and the hopelessness comes because you get to a place that it's so depressing that you're never going to get to the next spot, so then the hopelessness comes. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a really nasty cycle that I have battled since I was a child. And I was just, during praise and worship, I was just thanking God for where he has brought me. Because if you know my story and you know where I come from, I should be, the statistic is that I shouldn't be here. I probably should be addicted to drugs, in jail. The list can go on and on. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't have any mentor when I was a child. And, but I always knew that there was just something in me that was different. And I always believed that maybe I could get out of what my parents couldn't get out of, what my grandma couldn't get out of, the callings on their life that never, ever came to pass. And so I've walked it out. I'm still walking it out. I'm not there by any means. But I have such a passion for everyone that I come in contact with to see what your end goal is, to see what is your dream, what do you need freedom from to get there. Because when you don't have anywhere that you're going, that final destination, it's really hard to get up every day, right? It's like when I got this job back in October, and I had owned my own business, and I got this job, and I had to go every day from 8 to 5. And it's just like dragging out of bed. And I didn't really want to be there. And I'm just like, God, there has to be more. There has to be more in this season of my life. There has to be what's next. And he really wouldn't tell me anything for a good four or five months. And I just continued to faithfully do what he asked me to do. And he asked me to go work at this job. So if you'll faithfully do what he asks you to do, the next step will always be revealed. It might not be a day. It might not be five months. I don't know. It's where you at on your journey. So a couple months in, he showed me that my next journey was real estate. And what's so neat about this next journey for me is you can look back from my first jobs all the way till now and see the path. Sometimes I think we forget when we look back at things that we've gone through, how they've just went step by step by step by step to get me here. 
I thought about my first job after I got married. I wanted to be a leasing agent so bad in an apartment complex. It was like my dream job. I'm not kidding. So I got this job, and it was so fun. I got to walk people around. I used to drive the golf cart. It was like the best part, right? And so you go, you show them their thing, you sign their lease, and they move in. It was so fun. I enjoyed it so much. So that was a path. That was a step on that journey. And so another path, I went and I opened up a baby boutique, which has nothing to do with real estate, but I learned how to run a business. I learned that God faithfully met every single need that I had, every need. There was never a time that my power went out. There was never a time that I didn't have water. All my bills were paid. I had more than enough. And I didn't even graduate high school. I didn't. But he gave me the wisdom. He gave me everything that I have need of. If you seek him, and he gives you everything that you need to do whatever you're called to do. You just have to get there. So then, after I ran my business, then me and Jerry, we, his family is in real estate, and we've had rental properties. So we've done that, and we've learned how to manage that. We've learned how to write leases. We've learned how to deal with tenants when they don't pay their rent, how to evict them, all of those things. So that's another little experience lever on my journey. So now I'm going into real estate, and it's like you can look back and you can see, wow, God, you showed me how to do that, 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 and it's just little tools in my belt to the new place I'm going. But I want to go through this verse, Matthew 6, 28, 6, 25 through 34. And it's in the Amplified because I like all the extra words. And why are you worried about clothes? See how the, oh yeah, 25. Therefore, I tell you, stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life. As to what you will eat or what you will drink, not about your body as to what you will wear. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither reap they neither sow seed nor reap the harvest nor gather the crops into barns, and yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth more, much more than they? And who of you by worrying can add one hour to the length of his life? That verse right there, 27, Jonathan. So right there it's telling you that by worrying, by being in fear, by having anxiety, there is no fruit. No fruit. So why would you give in to something? Why would you be in that if you don't have fruit? You want to add fruit to your life. So that, to me, just speaks. It doesn't add any fruit to your life. It's, it's non-bearing. Okay. And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and wildflowers of the field grow? They do not labor, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive and green and tomorrow is cut and thrown as fuel into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? There, do not worry or be anxious, perpetually uneasy or distracted, saying, what are we going to eat or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, but do not worry, for your heavenly Father knows that you need them. 
But first and foremost, importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness. His way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you also. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Good, right? It's so easy to read that and just say, don't worry, right? Right? And then you get up and you have a problem. You have something that happens. And then how do you react? Do you react in fear? Do you start to worry and get anxious and, oh, my gosh, how am I going to figure this out? I've got to fix it. Who's a fix it? I, I like to fix it. I love fixing it, right? Are you a person that when things happen, you just give up? I've been one of those, too. I've been that person where, and I'm not going to say it never happens anymore, but I used to do it all the time. When something came and it was too big and I didn't understand, I would just give up and not even worry about it. And then there's times that things have came, and instead of giving up or trying to fix it, I would hide. And so it's really you have to, when that thing comes, that circumstance, that situation, that family member, whatever's happening in your life, you have to really get quiet for a second and not react. And just in that second, in that moment, ask God, what now? And really take that moment. If you take that moment, it's everything clears. Because when you look through a problem or anything in your life in the lens of fear, it's distorted. It doesn't matter. A person, I could, I could, if I put a lens up and I wore these really funky glasses and I tried to tell you what McCoby looked like, I really wouldn't be able to see it. I'd see pieces of it, but it wouldn't be the true picture. The same thing when you have anything happening in your life and you decide, okay, I'm going to fix this, and you get your fear glasses on because it's fear. There's so many things that operate out of fear. So you get your glasses on and you look through it and you can only see pieces of it. So what you're fixing, what you're trying to do is not going to work because you can't see all the details. So you have to stop. And I'm not, I haven't conquered this. I'm preaching to myself because I'm still working through it. I'm still doing that. And then I just ask, why do we let fear rule our life? Why? Why do you think it's, we go, go to that? Why do you think it's so easy to be fearful? Well, because for a lot of us, I think fear is so familiar. I mean, honestly, I think we've lived in a culture, we've grown up where you fear. And so it's much easier to go to that comfort place and make it look like, oh my gosh, I can fix it. I can do, you know, and get to that place instead of stopping. And our world is so fast. Everything's so fast paced to even try to think about stopping for a second and saying, God, I'm not sure what you're doing here, but can you show me what I need to do? And he may not tell you, but just, just to stop and think for one second, what's next? And then me and my husband were yesterday, we were talking about the Israelites. 
and how they did, they made an 11-day journey, 40 years. And if you really, if you read it, it's fear. It was fear. And because God had promised you, listen, I have this land, it's flowing with milk and honey, and I've heard a teaching that the grapes were as big as people's heads. Can you imagine having that land? Yes. And so, have you made a month journey into five years? So just think about them. They, they, they went out to spy the land, Caleb. And Caleb comes back, and he's like, oh, we can totally take them. We can do this. This is fine. The other guy's, oh, no, no, we can't. So you're going to have people in your life that are the people that say, you can't do that. It's, they're too, you're, gonna, you're not smart enough. You can't. So are you going to listen to them? Or are you going to listen to what God said? Are you going to go into that land? Are you going to go into that territory flowing with milk and honey? Or are you going to listen to the giant, the guys that says they're way too big for us? And it's a fight to constantly battle, especially people that are close to you. Usually it's your family and, your, and maybe close friends are the hardest to deal with. It really is because you really value their opinion, right? They're your family. They're your friends. They know you best, or they think. But you have to, whatever word you've gotten, you have to stand on it, no matter what. Or you can make your two-month journey 50 years, and you can die like them and never go. But I'm not going to do that. I'm going to step by step, even when I get to a place, and I do, guys, I still, I hide sometimes. I still have moments where I have to step back and say, mm, I don't think being that person, that freedom, it's just not familiar. I think I'll go back and live in my fear because it's easier to live in fear than it is to freedom because freedom is a place where you don't care what anyone else thinks. You're going to do it. But it's a fight. You have to continually fight. You have to continually go to that place that's uncomfortable. But, man, when you get on the other side of it, how fun, right? I mean, McCoby quit his job. They're new, they were newly married, newly married. And first he went part-time, and then he quit his job to do a business. Oh, my gosh, who would do that? Who would quit their regular job, go start a business? I mean, you just got married, McCoby. What are you thinking? How are you going to pay your bills? What if no money comes in? Right? That's hard, right? What are you thinking? He's thinking that God told him to go there into the land of milk and honey and the grapes as big as your head, right? Because he's given you a key. He's given all of us a key. I kept on getting this word for multiple people at different places I've been at, and, I, and he told me this is a word for the generation that are ready to go. Everyone has a key. He's given you a key to territory to go and take. And this key is unlike anybody else's. And only your gifts and your talents and what you have in you can unlock the door. So if you don't go and you don't unlock the door, it's a door that's never opened again. So McCoby took the key. And I bet it wasn't easy, huh, Caitlin? Because you just got married. How are you going to pay your bills? Right? But he did it. So what is something in your heart, what is something that you need to get past, 
What is the root of your fear? Just think for a second. What's holding you back? Is it yourself? Is it fear of what other people think? Is it fear of success? That's a real, that's a real thing. It's a real thing. You can become fearful of becoming successful. Because what if you get there and it's not really that fun? I don't know, but I'll see what the next step is and I'll let you know. But I mean, I trust God so much that it doesn't matter once I get there if it doesn't look exactly like what I thought to keep going. Because it's not always when you step into that next place. I'm sure McCoby's done it. You step into that next place and you're like, man, that eight to five was a lot easier. And I got paid every two weeks on the dot. And I had PTO and paid holidays. So you have, to, it's, you have to get the right perspective, right? And I bet you're working really late nights sometimes. And sometimes maybe you don't have a day off. And you can't go do what you want. Yeah. So I just want you guys to really think about right now. Just close your eyes, everyone. Everybody close your eyes. And I want you guys to really think about something that God has shown you that you're going to do. And if he hasn't, what's something that you're dreaming about? What are you going to do? What's that big thing that's so big you haven't told anyone? Because let's face it, it's scary. Now think about what's holding you back. What's holding you back? What's stopping you from taking the steps necessary to get to the next place? Is it someone that you need to forgive? That nagging in your mind from them? Is it something from childhood, a hurt, a pain that needs to be healed up? Think about it. Really think about it. Our world is so fast-paced. We're always trying to get to the next place. We never have time to just really think. So if you feel like you have that thing in your mind that you need to do to get to the next spot, open your eyes. And if you don't, Lord, show them. Truly show them. So things from, you know, your childhood and things that happen in life can create traumas in our life and create places of fear and other yucky stuff. And I have been through a journey with God for the last 17 years of trying to get that trauma, that pain healed up. And I've just always just known that people shouldn't be this unhappy. I shouldn't feel like this. I shouldn't be there. And it's been a journey, but it's been a fun one. And I love now that I've come out on the other side of I'm trusting no matter what. Now you guys can. And so this next journey that I'm going on, I'm going to give my notice tomorrow. Oh, my gosh, Ashley, you have three kids. How are you going to feed them? You can't do both? No, I can't actually. I can't do both because they'll fire me if I have a license, but 
So anybody that's thinking that, just keep your job and do it. So I'm going to give my notice tomorrow. And I struggled with this and struggled. I was like, man, maybe I'll just wait till like fall and I'll start in fall. Or maybe I'll just wait like, you know, I'll just take my time and do it in like six months and then save a whole bunch of money and then I'll be okay. But God truly told me there's a timing. There's a time to go. And it's like when we delay that timing, it's, it, it's not smooth. You'll still get there. It's just not a smooth transition. So you have to truly see where that end goal is and trust God and get there. But you have to confront what's stopping you. And that's not always fun to go to those places. Like rejection. That's not fun to go and be in that spot again and feel that. Especially when I'm going into a business where I have to find people to work with. What if they don't like me? What if they don't think I'm good enough? But I can't go there. Because where God has called you, there is provision. Wherever he has called you, where you go, everything that you have need of is there. But you have to go. Or you can just stay in the hallway or stay not even in the hallway to the doors. You can just live a mundane life and just go about your day and work your job for 25 years and retire and and be done and be good, right? But there's more. Callie, there's so much more than, than where you are now. God is calling you to such a place that you've never dreamed of. A ministry inside your job where you're going to get paid to minister and pray for people, there's, there's so much more. And all you have to do is just keep trucking along, right? And doing what you know to do and not living in fear because there's so much more. There's so much more, right? Yes. And this is one thing I want you guys to think about. If you have suffered with rejection, if you suffer with rejection at this time, can't really try. I mean, not here, obviously, is not the time. But in your quiet time this week, really get with God and try to pinpoint the time that it started. Try, I mean, and that's the thing. If you want to be whole and you want to be healed of those things, you have to go back to the pain. But as a person that has went to those places... I promise you, it's worth every step. But try this week just to say, God, where did it start? It might have been childhood. It might have been in junior high. Whatever it is, try to go back to that place where you can pinpoint where it happened. And once you pinpoint where it's happened, if it's a person, forgive. Forgive. And it might, it's not going to feel like you might have to say, I forgive, I, I choose to forgive, I choose to forgive 100,000 times. And it might take months to get there, but you will get there. I promise you, I know. So just maybe this week, if that's something that you struggle with, and even anger, if you have a temper sometimes. I used to just spat out stuff and just get like so angry, and it would just rise up in me, and it would come out, and I was not nice. Was I, Jerry? It was not fun to be around, and everybody walked around on their tiptoes because if anybody did anything, I might just 
vomit on them. And I had to go back to the place where it started. Because you can pretend everything's okay. You can have a couple good weeks. You can try to take some shakes or whatever to make you feel better, be 12, whatever that stuff's called. But in the end, you have to go back and you have to get that root and you have to uproot it. You have to forgive and you have to get healed. And then you get freedom and freedom is fun. Freedom is so fun. Doing better on time this time. Okay, so I, when I was praying yesterday about um, today, I feel like the Lord gave me a word for you guys. And um, I saw him give keys to everyone here. There's places to go. There's doors that only can be unlocked by the key that you carry. And sometimes I think we get a mentality of, well, somebody else will do it. They won't. That door won't ever be open. And it's not like the doors from Lowe's. It's like the antique old doors that are beautiful and are innate and have all of these beautiful details. And there's so much fun stuff behind them and so much territory to cover. And you just have to go and get there and unlock it. Your story, your testimony can't be duplicated. It can't. And he will use every single thing you've gone through to minister to others. There was a time that I used to think, God, why did I go through all of that? Why all that pain? Why all that trauma? How can you effectively go and speak to someone else and say, listen, you can get through this if you don't know. So think about that next time you're asking why. Truly think about who you're going to come in contact with at any time that you can say, listen, I've done it. So can you. God is not a respecter of persons. Everything you've gone through will be used for the glory of God. There's purpose in the pain. There really is. There really, really is purpose in the pain. And it's really hard when you're in the pain to see that, but there is a purpose for it. And I love how Graham Cook, he says, for every problem is your purpose. I'm like, man, that's really good. So your problem can be your promise. So if you just kind of change your viewpoint and, for, you know, take, the, take it and, and, and look through the love of God, which is so good, it's like clear. You can see through. There's no barriers. And you look through the circumstances and the situation by the love of God and how much he loves us and how much he cares for us and he's called you to do great things. It's not a distorted view. And then you don't have to try to fix it. You don't have to give up. And then you don't have to hide. It's time for us all to come out of hiding. It's time. It's so, so time. And so we're going to close our eyes, and I'm going to pray over us. And um, I'm going to give you keys. And um, every time that you guys look at this key, I want you to be reminded that it's worth it. That your story, your testimony, your life cannot be duplicated, and there's a door waiting for you guys. And I even saw yesterday when I was praying that some of us, there's like a hump in front of us to get into the doorway. 
we're going to pray that we get over that hump. And, you know, you can't just walk up a hump like a hill. You've got to get a running start. You do. So I'm going to pray that if there's a hump, we're going to get a running start, and we're going to get over that hill, and we're going to go. And I'm going to pray that if there's not something specific that you see in your future that God has called you to do, that he'll show you that. Because he will if you ask. So, Lord, I thank you for my friends. I thank you, Father God, for the gifts and the talents that they carry. And you know, God, that my desire, my desire of my heart is to see people walk in freedom. And I just ask, Lord, that whatever may be hindering them, blocking them, stopping them from the next step, that you will reveal that to them now. If it's a time, if it's a word that someone said, whatever it is, Father God, you know, and you reveal it to them for that they can take care of it. That no longer will we react out of fear, that we will truly stop and take the second, take the minute, take the five minutes and really see how you see and not look through the distorted view for, viewpoint of fear. And I just pray, Lord, that as they, this next step, as this next place that you are calling us to, this next territory, that people will truly see the land flowing with milk and honey. That they will truly not let the naysayers say, you can't do that, you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, whatever. That they'll trust what you said, not what people say, what you say. So, Lord, I thank you for them. I ask that just blessings pour upon them this week. I pray, Lord, that you loose your angels to stand guard around them, Lord, that no weapon formed against them will prosper in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that everyone here will conquer the fear. They will go there. They won't be fearful. They will go there. They will conquer the fear. They will walk in destiny. They will walk in your calling on their life. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. I thank you for where you've brought us and where you're going to take us. And we thank you, Father God, for how much you love us and you care for us and that you never leave us. You never forsake us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.